You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. I wanna hold you so much. At long last, love has arrived, and I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb and this is my co-host Mike. And we are wrapping up a trilogy with a movie that I don't quite get, unfortunately. We are talking the 1999, uh, now I guess a cult classic according to Wikipedia, 10 Things is, I Hate what About... That, what does that mean? Oh, sorry to step all over the title there. Go ahead. <laughs> this It's on the episode that you clicked on. <laughs> but, 10 sorry. Things I Hate About You. <laughs> all right. I hate the term cult classic when in this same paragraph on Wikipedia, this teen comedy grossed over $60 million. That's a hit. What was the budget for this thing? 13 million. That was a hit. What, what do you mean? Cult classic. It was... <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Be, uh, the, the, the term cult classic is used for stuff like the room and 10 things I hate about you. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. They're two completely different films. It's almost like, Cult classic means this does, was not designed to appeal to everyone, which should mm. be the majority of films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not everything yeah. should be a four quadrant like every demographic. So, yes, the fact that it's a film aimed at teens, I think starring some teens. I'm looking at you, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You look like you're 12 here, but <laughs> <laughs> not so much Heath Ledger. Uh, so I guess it's a cult classic. But, yeah, like... You take me back to 1999. I didn't see this one theatrically, Webb. I don't have a perfect batting average for for our run, for best movie year ever. Boy, do I remember that the girls I went to high school with, Julia Stiles was their god. They loved this fucking movie. Loved it. Okay. The other thing with the term called classic is that the people who watched <laughs> Akira Kurosawa, like they can, they, they they think it's okay to enjoy Ten Things I Hate About You by calling it a cult classic. They're like, oh well, we like these kind of movies, and we like, we like French New Wave, we like samurai cinema. But hey, Ten Things I Hate About You is pretty good, and then they label it a cult classic because of that. I think that it makes it okay for them to like a populist film. Look, man, uh, whatever you have to tell yourself, you know, Robert Kraft was just going to get a massage as well. Like sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you just want something strange and appealing, <laughs> even when it makes no sense for your lifestyle. <laughs> well, with this one in particular, I, and I've seen this several times now. And unlike, you know, and you don't know how to feel about it. So do you go back and forth? Is it like ebb and flow depending on your mood or you know do you like it more you like it less 
I'm, I, I'm sensing less. <laughs> I can't figure it out, to be honest with you. Like, I know that I don't like it, but the more I watch it, and, and for this particular episode, I watched it two and a half times. I was like, I gotta figure this out. <laughs> like, people love but this you watched movie. It two and a half times for this recording. Yeah, and I've seen it a couple times before, but but like... <laughs> what was like the half? The, May I ask, what, what was the tap out part where you're like, all right, I got it, or I don't got it? When did you give up? Um, a- after going to Barnes & Noble early today with my kid, um, I, we, we keep telling her about the movie Coco, and she's like, I want to watch Coco. And I was like, all right, enough of this 10 Things nonsense. Sorry, Let me have kid. Myself. I'm on my third viewing of 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You today. <laughs> I was like, I need a good cry. And so we put on Coco, and oh my gosh, like just absolutely like lovely. So number one, do you like 10 Things I Hate About You? Number two, mm. why do you like 10 Things I Hate About You? Oh. Number three, why don't I like 10 Things I Hate About You? I like how Number four. presumptuous you are. Uh, about this whole thing. I've mentioned before that I, I did a year for uh, podcasting on the films of 1999, and it's called 99 from 99. I didn't listen back to it because I don't, I don't want to purposely like not say things that maybe are relevant for a new audience if you don't follow my entire podcasting <laughs> catalog, which shame on you. Um, but I distinctly remember for that recording years ago uh, for the 20th anniversary of these films – not being as into it and finding the humor uh, corny and uh, not in fitting with the tone of the Julia Stiles character. Uh, somehow I always forget that she ends up flashing a teacher, her soccer coach. Yeah. So she also gets down the mucky muck with these sort of pratfalls and like wild nature of some of the, the comedy. Um I liked it more this time. I, I don't know why I'm going to I'm actually gonna blame you and your defense of she's all that because I'm like, no, this <laughs> is a teen comedy. <laughs> Just my proximity of watching them so close together over the span of a couple weeks. I'm like, all right, this is a lot better. I think the Julia Stiles aspect um, is pretty viable here as far as her her appeal to the teen demographic then um, totally worked. I'm not going to deny all the, you know, girls in small town Kentucky that had nothing in common with her that really thought she was like the second coming of like, I don't know, like uh, one on a rider and Heather's or something like this is a star making turn. And for, <laughs> for a very brief about what, two or three year window, Julia Stiles was kind of getting that, that push. And then I don't know what happened. But you also have Heath Ledger as well. So I'm going to hang my hat on star power, Webb, that it is the charisma of the leads, in this case with Styles and Ledger, that carry the day. I have a feeling you're going to lean more on the Joseph Gordon-Levitt side of things. <laughs> <laughs> and his friend, the, uh, what was it, the the, the elf from uh, the Santa Claus or something? Like You go there, I go to Goldstein from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> You often go to Harold and Kumar, and yet we never never feature it on this podcast because it's featured every other week as some sort of <laughs> tangential connection. Um, Literally, one of my notes here is each character slash actor has no charisma. I've written that down. <laughs> oh, even Heath Ledger. You don't get it. You don't get the appeal of the bad boy Australian. No, and even in Gabriella Union's – well, one of her uh, memoirs that I've read, even she talks about her time during this movie – 
And they all had such a blast. It was real chemistry uh, between uh, each of the actors. Um, and she, they all knew. I was like, this guy's going places. They all knew right away. I, yeah, <laughs> Not I... Webb. <laughs> Webb would have fired his ass <laughs> off my set. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, we need to feature Goldstein a little more, guys. <laughs> but no, okay, so we talked that you mentioned the comedy. Yeah, the the movie isn't funny for me. I know it's all subjective, but, you know, I, I've, I've highlighted a few of these lines. Uh, where did you come from, planet loser? Oh, bring it, bring it on the yucks. Yeah, most of Julia Stiles' sass with her sister is just repeating it back and saying it in a dumber, dumber voice. I, I don't know, though, is that it's... It's a little bit cruel intentionsy. Although I, this is one of the rare times I say cruel intentions is a far more tonally consistent movie <laughs> than something else. In that they do play a little bit to the preteen audience while also wanting to have uh, the you know heavily influenced by the Taming of the Shrew, and I mean so much so that one of the grand gestures uh, by you know the elf, as I call him, uh, is coming to prom as. Bill Shakespeare uh, because he has a crush on a girl who has a crush on Shakespeare's work. Um, so I don't know. It's, it, it goes back and forth. The adult stuff works for me. You get, you get a little bit of like the clueless dad um, in the sense that he's very combative with any sort of male suitors. Um, and Allison Janney is someone writing her own uh, erotica. I love, I love all those bits. I bet you I didn't care at all for those when I was a teenager. Like, what are we doing with the, the counselor and all this shit? This is weird. Get back to like the, you know, the, the teenage girls. But now as a 40 year old man, more Alice and Janie, please. And including the little blooper at the end where she's like making out with a dude in the hallway shirtless. Like, why was that not in the, uh, the actual extended cut? That's that was the first note that I wrote down. I want the Alice and Jenny like Mrs. Perky spinoff. You know the Perky Diaries. That's what I do. Playing a character named Mrs. Perky writing erotica is great. It's great. Yeah, um, the, the, you know the the comedy montage of like, hey, would you go out with Cat, uh, whatever her name is? Oh uh, no, are there sheep? Uh, the fat guy screaming like, I have a dick on my face, don't I? Like just stinker after stinker in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I just this line by um the guy from I I don't know the 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 jerk character, uh, uh you know where where are you going away? Like that's a real line somebody wrote down and forced another human being to. <laughs> recite. Does that come from uh, Bill Shakespeare? Is that one of his? That they they're just, you know, they're just going with the, the God of the written word. I'm sure that's what he wrote. Where you going <laughs> away? <laughs> <laughs> the bard at his finest. <laughs> Blame the source material, Web. Yeah, <laughs> not the filmmakers. Okay. Now here's the thing: the source material, and I actually said in the she's all that episode like boy the time you know the the timeless quality of george bernard shaw even shines through so here's the thing in shakespeare's work there's a lot of okay first of all the movie is very convoluted there's a lot of like uh, i wanted to ask you and i'm not i'm not attacking shakespeare here i'm not doing that so i'm, I'm just attacking 10 things i hate about you and maybe this is the warped uh, hormones or raging teenage brain. Just you, know, you can't you can't see the forest for the trees here. But you have little Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who has a crush on Julia Stiles' sister, and I can't remember the actress's name. I don't know if I even recognize her. But uh, Bianca is the character. Bianca, yeah. and I did appreciate Bianca. Uh, I'm not shit talking this actress. 
I thought she looked like an attractive actual teenage girl in the sense that they did not cast someone who looks like they've, they're in graduate school. She looked cute and preppy, and you understood why this guy would have a crush on her. Um, and I actually think that she has probably one of the more difficult roles in that she doesn't really have anything funny to say. She's just sort of the uh, the asshole that's holding up all the other shenanigans from sort of commencing. But his plot to <laughs> have Heath Ledger take out the antisocial daughter, the sister, and that's the father's rule. So then that the preppy one can also go to the prom and go on dates. Uh, I understand that aspect of it. I don't understand that his rival suitor is also in on the plan and will benefit from Heath Ledger taking out Julia Stiles. And so now Joseph Gordon-Levitt has a direct competitor who thinks he's an ally with yet again, I'm going to blame Shakespeare for this. What the fuck is going on in the taming of the shrew? It makes no sense. I don't know. I, I, I generally don't know. And, and that's where the comedy is supposed to come into play, right? Shakespeare was real good at the, uh, the comedy of errors, right, where there's too many plots going on and the characters can't keep them straight and, and hilarity ensues. Th- there's no hilarity ensuing in this specific movie because of all – I'm just more confused. You're right. I was like, okay, so these – Goldstein and and Lovett need money. And so they use the the jerk preppy model guy to finance them. But you're right. Like what does he have? Like, but he has teenage skin in the game. He wants to bang – <laughs> the oh, Bianca. The Joseph Gordon yeah. let's take out with. He's going to see a return on his investment. He is not going to be pleased if Third Rock from the Sun, if he, <laughs> if he has just funded this <laughs> prom date proposition. I've never understood that. Although he ends up with what? Gabriel Union for a brief interlude? Mm. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Why was he not satisfied there? What? what Seriously! <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this kid? What's wrong with all of them involved? And that's part of it, right? Like, uh, you know, movie high school versus real high school. I wasn't going to parties like the ones that are happening in this movie. And, and Man, what a movie high school they have as well. Ooh. Good Lord. Is that like a professional, like, football field that they're And they're, like, looking out, like, the, the river and just the scene. They have... You know, some sort of like, uh, no doubt, ripoff band playing on top of this giant old cathedral of a of a high school campus. Um, I did like that. At least one of the teachers kind of pointed that out that he is um, having to put up with even Julia Stiles, who is uh, presenting herself as the oppressed uh, to basically the wealthy and the elite in this high school class. Maybe the uh, that was. Uh, hit home just like once but i could i could have gone for that every scene that he just checked julia styles every time <laughs> just stop your whining stop your complaining uh and keeping with our tradition of anytime we have a high school movie uh the lead character who's going to college is going to a very prestigious college and for some reason their parents hate it yeah <laughs> don't, i don't understand don't understand I got sick of the teacher stuff, but like in in keeping with talking about this high school again, like these teachers are writing erotica on their free time. They're they're getting flashed by their students. Um, this uh, this specific teacher is being snippy with everybody down like to the point where I was like, can we just get Sam Rockwell from the way way back? And can he be the teacher from now on? Like, can we yes. have some positive? Even when uh, Julia Stiles is like, this sounds like a good assignment. 
She still gets yeah. kicked out of class. This none of these people want to be uh, in the education system, and somehow they are working on this beautiful campus that I assume has like the tax bracket for the zip code that they're in is very high. But you would think they'd be they're Michelle Pfeiffer or something in Dangerous Minds. That has these <laughs> ruffians they're putting up with. Yeah, Heath Ledger, who admittedly is just like a fake tough guy. He's sort of bemused by the fact of all these rumors that come about, but he was. Where was he in Milwaukee was like his uh, grandpa who fell ill, like all these things like it's and I found that aspect of it a little charming in the sense that I hated the the broad visual gags like here. Let me introduce you all the clicks. There's the cowboys and basically the like wannabe stockbrokers, those visual gags a bit much. Um, but I, I did like the treatment of the Heath Ledger character because the more you find out about him. Um, he's just sort of your average teenager that just doesn't really like the people he's around and doesn't really like class. There's nothing other than the fact that he has long hair and an accent. There's nothing particularly badass about him, especially when he sings, he pays the high school marching band to do this grand gesture. Julia styles. He would never live that down. He better be <laughs> graduating like, you know, today. He better be off campus because I just could not believe that. Very cute. Worked on all the girls I went to high school with, but no way, no how. Okay, well then I gotta ask you, who did it better? Heath Ledger in this or Jerry O'Connell in Scream 2? Oh, Jerry O'Connell. Of course. Yes. Because yes. at least in that, it's played as like uh this this could uh this could be bad like you you see the doubt on the characters faces uh nev campbell timothy oliphant and then he leans into it with such spectacle that i know i'm not great at this i don't get that impression from 10 things i hate about you i think they all think keith ledger's awesome and <laughs> they needed a few cutaways of people like wincing like Ugh. <laughs> The fact that he like slides down a pole to get to like the stands and no one could actually see him do it. That is just for him. It's just for his <laughs> own that that put me off, Webb. <laughs> Didn't care. The for other it. I'm I'm enjoying the notes that I've written down here. Is Heath Ledger as cool as this movie thinks he is? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I think we have our So do you agree answer. with my characterization that even he doesn't really think he's that cool? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And we've got kind of a large cast. We've got a lot of different characters. We don't spend that much time with each one. I think uh, uh, that's either a good thing or a bad thing. You can call it an ensemble type movie. Um, But one thing I really did like and I wish was expanded on more was the relationship between the two sisters, um, Kat and Bianca, and how... They're kind of constantly at odds, and Kat is slowly kind of bringing Bianca over to her side. Be like, this guy's not worth your time. I have knowledge, wisdom to impart, and you just have to, like, accept it. And little by little, I mean, over the course of that one party, I think it happens almost too fast. She she comes to it pretty quick. Like, the moment she has to spend 10 solid minutes listening to him babble on, the dude's done. He's cooked. Yeah. I liked that. I, I like that she doesn't drag it out. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that that leads to her getting a lecture in the car from nice guy third rock from the sun. And then she decides to shut him up by kissing him because he, he's veering into sort of Joker incel territory. Like I've done <laughs> everything for you and I get nothing. I don't, I don't even get to grab a breast or anything. Like it's just so demanding. Like I expect these things because it's so transactional. 
that's something that I don't know if you have to let pass, because uh, certainly, you know, I d- wouldn't expect you, father of a daughter, to let that pass. But you go too far back in the decades to movies, especially like teen comedies. Boy, like the, some of the stuff they say to each other and how how they treat each other. Uh, it's like we don't we 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 don't we don't do that anymore. Like <laughs> you're you're not gonna be the nice guy. You're just gonna be yet another jackass in that that sequence. I do want to point out that the Bianca, the actor's name is Lursa Olenek, um, who went on to be Ken Cosgrove's wife in Mad Men, which I probably did not put together um, because that takes place about 15 years after that. But good on her. She went she went on something. Far more fulfilling and better than Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh, I say that, and I wonder if this movie is going to be in like the Criterion Collection. Like I, we release this episode, and then they're going to announce that it's it's made it. <laughs> hey, they, they they're pumping out some really obscure stuff lately. They they need to they need to make some money. They you know every now and then like oh shit, and then Wally comes out <laughs> from the Criterion Collection. So uh, the Princess Bride for some reason. You don't put this in that category though, right? Like. No, Princess no, Bride. no, 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 no. Well, I mean, I don't even like Princess Bride that much. Uh, <laughs> but again, it, it might be because like I didn't watch it at the right time. Like I'm somebody who like I, I don't get Ghostbusters either. Like none of it's funny to me. Uh, most films, honestly, if it's like a popular film from the '80s, I, you know, outside of maybe Amadeus, and even then, I'm like, do people like Amadeus? I like Amadeus. <laughs> oh, it's it's a barrel of laughs. That one, you know, that's <laughs> now that's a comedy. Amadeus. <laughs> Just watch this loser struggle with his place in history. <laughs> and kind of coming out on top most of that movie, too, but knowing that it's not going to be for the long run. After he's like, dead, though, it's really going to sting, which is probably the biggest problem I have with Amadeus the movie. Is like, man, who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's not going to be your problem. <laughs> I mean... I feel bad also because Tom Hulsh did nothing after that movie. And, uh, Noxious Laugh. That's what did it. I have to think if you're a casting director, you're like, ugh, if that's him, <laughs> I don't want to be around him. <laughs> he was the voice of Quasimodo in, in the oh, Disney's Hunchback. That's, that's about. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's no well, Ken Cosgrove's wife, I'll tell you that from Mad Men. <laughs> Well, we've got our two leads, Heath Ledger, not very cool, Julia Stiles, charisma of an amoeba, and uh, that's where we are with this. How does it fit into our grander theme here, which is kind of essentially the taming of the shrew, as you've listed it. We've mm-hmm. got, um, in, in Cruel Intentions, we have our uh, the Reese Witherspoon character being uh, kind of molded, and then in She's All That, we've got our, our main character, golly, um... Well, Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook, that's right. With glasses and without. <laughs> that's, that's the molding, and she's all that. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, Kat, Julia Stiles, she doesn't really, she's not molded much. For the most part, the other characters meet her on her terms. You know, they, they, they kind of find a way to like her and appreciate her on her terms. Right? I'm going to vote for this as the best and most realistic of our high school trilogy we're doing here because you're absolutely right. Julia Stiles, after all the shenanigans in place, like, you know, we got to pay this Australian dude and he's over there playing with fire and he carries a knife and he's got the long hair. Someone throw him a microphone, all that crazy nonsense. She doesn't really move. She's the immovable object. 
all it really takes, and this is why I say it's it's accurate to that time period in, in my life, and I think I can speak for the, the broader sort of male teenage population, all it really takes to change the perception is for a guy to think, wait, will she have sex with me? I think she'll have sex with me. So now I see her in a totally different light. <laughs> now everything, you know what? She's funny. She's not obnoxious. She's just, <laughs> she's witty is what she is. She's not rude. She's just misunderstood. That is an hundred percent. That is high school encapsulated where your perception of an individual will change drastically with how they see you. Oh, wait a minute. Do I have a shot? And then all of a sudden, you know, the 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 <laughs> maybe those glasses aren't <laughs> that nerdy. Yeah, you're right. I'll agree with that. But for my money, what I want out of a teen rom-com, you know, whatever this genre might be, because if you include Cruel Intentions, I wouldn't say that's a teen rom-com, but I want the exaggerated and heightened stuff that Cruel Intentions offers more so than She's All That and 10 Things I Hate About You. Mention She's All That and the dance sequence. I know you want to. (laughs) I I come from a history of Bollywood, you know? It's like, I I enjoy that. I, I dig it. I don't need any reason for there to be choreographed dancing. You don't need to explain it. You just have it. And hey, in a lot of Bollywood movies, all of a sudden, boom, they're in the pyramids of Giza for some reason. And that's where they're dancing. And and you could do that in these American movies so, too. 10 Things I Hate About You. Improved if not only you have the marching band, but Julia Stiles' whole soccer team just breaks out into dance. Uh, just You know, they're just being ravished by Heath Ledger rocking the mic. I mean, or does that make you more angry web? Cause I feel like if you're not into something, you also are like Julia Stiles. You're immovable. You're not going to be turned just because they break out and do dance. And, and the effort put into try to winning me over is going to have the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the director could be like, well, you liked it. And she's all that. I was like, yeah, but not in your movie. You know, I, <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, at the end of the day, like, done things I hate about you is is totally fine. I get why people like it. The charms just didn't work on me, and and I, I feel bad for that because the more I watch, the more like, no, this is well put together. There's a lot of uh, Bill Shakespeare references scattered throughout the film. Um, it's it's, and yes, like a, a launching pad for Heath Ledger and and Julia Stiles for a couple of years. Well, really for both of them, he. You know, for completely different reasons. Watch, than it. Watch it. I'm not. Hey, Let's get dark here. Come on now. <laughs> I'm a, I'm over here cheerleading King Cosgrove's wife. Like I apologize. You you go get those roles. You do it in there. You have to you have to bring us back to death and despair. Come on, Webb. <laughs> it's it's. It's just not for me. That's the other. But but uh, I enjoyed watching these three films back to back because. It really does put you in that time period of when they were coming out and like what was popular. And you can kind of see, I mean, each of them kind of not influencing each other, but you see what is in style at the time. And that's why I give a lot of props to um, Cruel Intentions because it was bold enough to go into some really adult themes and, and territory and get a little, um, a little taboo where these other two are happy to play within the genre. Um, I think Cruel Intentions ultimately does become 
like the other two films, but it decides to take the uh, the, the detours in the first couple acts that I'm that I'm more interested in. But a good trilogy, uh, nonetheless. And and I'm excited to see where Varsity Blues, our Patreon-exclusive film and episode, how it changes my perception of uh, this trilogy. I think you will look more favorably on what we've covered for you know our national audience, not, not the VIP <laughs> members. <laughs> they won't hear it. But I think, I, I could be surprised, because you are, uh, if there's any sport that you're a fan of, it is, is football. But I don't know if that's going to be enough, and I also know that football makes you quite angry <laughs> so often. So combining that with James Vanderbeek doing his best Texan accent, I I I I don't know, but we'll we'll see. It's definitely skewed from these, and that it is a you know jockish male pig perspective on on the high school days, the glory of the high school days, but also a little, a little bit of a, uh, a sadness to it as well. Um, which I don't think <laughs> that any of these had other than Ryan Philippi weeping over the fact that he really, really enjoyed having sex with Reese Witherspoon, maybe so much so that he doesn't want to have sex with other women. And that makes him very sad. That's, that seems <laughs> to be the lesson I got from cruel intentions. <laughs> That the sex was so good, he's now forced into monogamy. <laughs> it kills him. Literally kills him. <laughs> you know, with, and it doesn't even match up visually. I remember the director's commentary, they're like, we can only have so many thrusts before they were like, no, no, NC-17. So we, they couldn't even really visually show that that's how good the sex was. It just takes one. It was just one. <laughs> that, was, that was all he needed. Yeah. <laughs> 